What's up, everybody? This is Spoilers Intended, a podcast about series and films. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Andrew. Hello. And Steven. Hi, hi, hi. And this is a very special a finale, if you will, the last 007 double header. No, it's coming to a close. I know, it's all, it's all ending too soon. I know. Months later. Uh, <laughs> in today's episode, we're going to be talking about Casino Royale and Skyfall, the two uh, highest-rated Daniel Craig uh, Bond movies, according to IMDb. Yep. Uh, and what is going to be... Not our specific rating. No, just, just yeah. Just, yeah, we, we, we had to be objective. We needed an outside source. So if you don't know, if you've gotten this to this point somehow, and you're not sure what the 007 doubleheader is, we went back and looked at every Bond actor and chose their two highest rated films on IMDb. Mm-hmm. Rip George Lazenby. Yeah, he, he only, only had one. one. Yeah. He only got the one. So we went in and we did Connery's two best. We did Moore's two best. We put Lazenby and Dalton together because between them, there's only three films. Yeah, <laughs> they were the short-lived Bond. Yeah, and then yeah. we did Brosnan's two best. Now we've made it all the way up to Craig and we're doing his two best per IMDb because we found out that consensus between the three of us isn't the most reliable <laughs> thing. Yep. So we went to a neutral party source. Yeah. <laughs> and instead of the standard format that we normally do, we're going to just spoiler spoiler wall is immediate now. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers and off the top. We're just ripping the band-aid off. We're not going to follow the standard breakdown. We will most likely talk about it in those terms because yeah. that's just what comes natural well, to we're us anyway. A roundtable about the first movie yeah, and just, then a roundtable. Just have about a lot of discussion one. on Casino Royale and take a little break and then come back in and rabble rouse it up about Skyfall. Yep, yep. And that'll be it. And this is, as Ryan alluded to, mm-hmm. the last 007 doubleheader because presumably whenever the next Bond is cast, we'll just be reviewing those movies as they come yeah. out. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to wait for them to make two movies before we do it to do <laughs> oh, a doubleheader. we chose the two best of Idris Elba's Bonds. <laughs> right. It's the only two, you know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and also, as you're listening to this, right now we have a very special Patreon bonus episode. Yes. Where we rank the Bond actors. Yep. So the whole to, point to of be us, definitive, yes. who the best Bond is. This is, this is the yes. final word this on is who the best Bond is. Legally binding. Yes. Universally. And so, for only one dollar, yeah. you can go and listen to that on right our Patreon. Now. Patreon.com forward slash spoilers intended podcast. Along with all of our other bonus episodes. Yep. Yeah. yeah so that, that one dollar gets you in on the um, you know. This episode, the and then bond, all of our previous <laughs> all ones. The, fun. the precious yeah. Bond content you crave. Yes. Yes. And everything and, else. And need, I don't know. Do you, do you crave it? Maybe. Everyone does. You yes. better crave it. <laughs> Speaking of craving it, I'm craving a plot summary for Casino Royale, so here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Casino Royale. Here's a plot summary. After earning double O status and la license to kill, secret agent James Bond sets out on his first mission as 007. Bond must defeat a private banker funding terrorists in a high-stakes game of poker at Casino Royale Montenegro. This movie was released in 2006, directed by Martin Campbell, the guy who directed Goldeneye uh, and Mask of Zorro. It's probably the two that, like, most people uh, yeah, are familiar most, with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, starring, obviously, Daniel Craig as James Bond, Eva Green as Vesper Lind, Dame Judi Dench as returning as M, and Jeffrey Wright as Felix Leiter, and Mads Mikkelsen as Le Chief. Yep. Um, what did you guys think about Casino Royale, just generally? So, so this is interesting, right? Because it's 2006, and we're going to get a darker, grittier Bond as the first Bond, because this is based off the first Bond book, right? It, it is. Yes. Yeah. So we, we, go, we go all sure. the way back to original, the beginning of Bond, and then we play poker and not Baccarat. Yeah. 
It's, it's well, a little the, weird. No, no, the reason why is because no one would understand what's well, happening in Baccarat. Well, the real the real <laughs> right. reason, too, though, is the World Series of Poker was popping off on ESPN at this time. In 2006, Super yeah. popular all the time that I was in college. So it was kind of like, we're going to connect with the youths. So we're going to do, <laughs> we're going to make Bond be, like, born. Yeah. And have this little shaky cam, little greedy action in there. And yeah. then we're going to have him play poker. Because the kids like poker. Yeah. <laughs> and we've got to appeal to the kids. <laughs> poker stars is all over the place. They love it. Which I got to say, I appreciate it just because whenever they play Baccarat, I'm just like, yeah, sure, Baccarat. There's a paddle. <laughs> I just, I glaze over money. and I have to like gauge on facial reactions of like, oh, that must have been a good thing. <laughs> that was, yeah. That was Why did she get the 10? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Looks but, like it's some kind of drama happening in this game I have no clue about. But in poker, I can at least keep up a little bit and be like, okay. Yeah, because yeah. you're just playing Texas Hold'em. Yeah, right, yeah when they're yeah. playing Texas Hold'em there, uh, my wife actually paused the movie and was like, okay, explain to me what they're doing. And so <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, deep breath. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Buckle up. I, well, uh, I mean, you have you have the the neophyte Mathis who's explaining to um, Vesper how the game of poker which, which is played. Which helps some, yeah. Uh, like, does it? It helps well, a little bit. Well, it, it helps if you don't know about poker. Well, I like he the, doesn't get into the mechanics necessarily. Uh, no, the so they, they focus yeah. on kind of the concept of tells and bluffing versus not bluffing. The, the, the core basic of how you play poker. Those, those yes. are important, yeah. but really understanding like the timing of bids and stuff helps a lot. It does. Uh, yeah. But obviously, again, hopefully most people understand Texas Hold'em. Well, and, yeah. and you get a whole lot of poker. There's a yeah. lot of poker. There's a lot of poker and a lot of just people staring at each other. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Uh, first Bond fact. I'm going to hit you with the first Bond fact. Bond, Bond fact. Okay, so according to the book, Bond on Bond, written by Sir Roger Moore, uh, the producer, Kevin uh, McClory, who previously owned the movie rights to Spectre, the character Blofeld, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, any Thunderball remake, and other various outline scripts and treatments, had been a long time pain and eons behind. The, right. Yep, yeah, yeah. So to... we've actually kind of covered a lot of yeah. the, the legal troubles throughout of our other uh, doubleheaders. Yeah. So you may remember it if you've listened to those episodes. That, yeah, there, there's, there's been a, a, a long-standing <laughs> issue with Blofeld. Uh, so they couldn't use Blofeld, uh, you know, the character or his organization, Spectre, for fear of litigation. Yep. Um, which is how the quantum idea came about. So originally, the producers had hoped to introduce Spectre as the villains in Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace. Like, yeah. they wanted it throughout all these mm-hmm. they just couldn't, movies. Yeah, they couldn't get it, ha- um, get it to happen. But uh, they eventually, after McClory's death... <laughs> I was going to say, they waited, until, probably, yeah, it's probably they waited state, until the yeah. guy died. We're just like, yeah, this is stupid. Yeah, they, they waited till that happened, and then MGM and Eon Productions, they could finally bring everything, including Casino Royale, yeah. under control. The other thing that was wild is that producers Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson didn't have Broccoli. 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 I'm going to call it Broccoli. It's just going to happen. No, it's Broccoli. Broccoli. Uh, <laughs> they didn't secure the rights to Casino Royale until 2000, the year 2000, when Sony exchanged the rights to MGM for the rights to Spider-Man. Ooh. So Sony wow, went to man. M- MGM was like, we got this lame Spider-Man license laying around. Nobody here. likes that guy. I mean, <laughs> I think Spider-Man would be more money. Oh, it has to have been. It has right? to have been. Yeah, they, had they, had, been. they had two different spider People specifically yes, not people. understand this isn't the rights to bond, it's the rights to just Casino, Casino Royale. Just one one book. So MGM gave the rights to all Spider-Man movies yeah. to Sony so they could make Casino one, Royale. One film, yeah. 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 I mean Sony made five Spider-Man films. Yeah, yeah. well, not I mean, 
Then the first Spider-Man still, film was one of the highest grossing superman right. superhero yeah. films. And they're still the gate, they already made more money than Casino right? Royale. <laughs> like they're still connected to the Marvel Spider-Man. They're trying yeah. to make their own kind of Spider-Verse. Yeah. Yeah. Without referencing Spider-Verse the movies. But anyways, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll I'll digress on the Bond facts for now. But uh I love this movie. This is one of my favorite Daniel Craig Bonds for sure. I saw this in theaters in 2006 and yeah. I remember like obviously you're following up Die Another Day, <laughs> and this is the next Bond Anything movie. Anything is better than Anything. that. Film. Sure, yeah. like low bar. I, I I love so much about this movie. I like a lot of the action. I like the plot. I love the poker scenes because I like what's going on. I can keep up with it. Yeah. I, I you know I I'm not good at poker, but like I understand <laughs> that. Like you're saying with back mm-hmm. baccarat or whatever. I I have no clue what the, the, paddle, the paddle goes around happening. and money yeah. changes hands. I'm like, like, who oh. gets the paddle? Can I have the paddle? How does the paddle work? <laughs> So if this, at least I am like enough on the, the yeah. inside of what's going on to, to kind of feel it. And I, I love, 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 love the dynamic between James and Vesper. I think that love story and that like dynamic is like so much more impactful and so much more uh, just fun to see than like, especially like on Her Majesty's Secret Service with the pitiful wife of Teresa Bond in that one where it's just like, an afterthought. Why, why do like, they like each other? Yeah, yeah, why do they even like each other? I don't buy it, you know? And so for me, th- this always feels like one of the more real romances in a lot of Bond movies because so many of them, it's just like, well, you're the girl, so I'm in love with Looks you. Looks like you're here. Let's Time run to off kiss. somewhere. Yeah. And now at the end of the movie, we're, we're going to like untie the boat so we don't get discovered and we can hanky-panky while the credits roll, you know? <laughs> so this, this definitely felt like uh, a step up from that and I, I especially love like the shower scene you know where uh, after they yeah, uh, where she's having like the total breakdown she's having, yeah, like, yeah. and that you know th- that whole dynamic with him and her uh, I just love so yeah yeah Andrew thoughts <laughs> oh we're gonna step oh, down here boy let, let me just reiterate I understand why this is the highest rated Craig Bond I don't know that I fully agree with it but I, I get it because I love it continue Andrew um, I don't like this film basically at all wow that's unfortunate continue uh, so I saw this also <laughs> in theaters when it yeah. first came out in 2006 mm-hmm. and um, I was so absurdly unimpressed with it this is Just blowing on, my mind on, on, right on now. almost every single level wow. the song was bad well, no, so blasphemy. we've been over this no, blasphemy. Now, we've fine. been over this yeah. okay. Okay. hold on shameless shill if you're not a patron one dollar. We've already done a bit about Bond openings, and it gets contentious. <laughs> I I conceded to make sure that the Chris Cornell song was not in the top five. I'm not going to say it's a top five song. I just I you like tried. Did I try to get? Oh in the top yes, five? you did. I think it was me. Really, I, I think it was David. David. Yeah. That was one of the few things that I grabbed on. I was like, this must go. It doesn't somewhere. matter. That's yeah. actually not my biggest contention point with this. Sure, film. get back to so, the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just boring. Mm, uh, agree to disagree. But like so. I think that this is one of the most dated Bond films of, of recent memory. Okay. Just because, like, hey, parkour was cool. We're going to put that in the film. Yeah, no, but the parkour well, well, chase scene's so cool. Hold on, it's hold on, okay. Hold it's on. awesome. No, no, hold on. Yeah. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on Ryan's side on this one, Thank all right? you, Steven. We watched the parkour and Uncharted, where they're like, yeah, remember parkour? Oh, and yeah. then we get this, something like this. You're like, hey, they actually do something like, with Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, okay, so this is the thing. Yeah. I think the performances are very good between for everyone. Like Mads Mikkelsen kills it. Oh yeah, uh, Dan great Craig, villain. obviously great, great actor. Yeah. Um, uh, the girl who plays Vesper, fantastic. Eva that, Green. Eva, Eva Green. Green. Yeah. Eva Green. I, I don't. Yeah, but she like all the performances are great. Yeah. Um, the the like almost forty five minutes of just poker. 
mm-hmm. is not what I signed up for a just Bond film. Too for. much for you? It's just a lot. Okay. Um, not because like it's not interesting, because you definitely get you get yeah. a lot of like character development mm-hmm. in that of like how Bond plays and the but type of person in that he is. Forty five minutes, you also have the stairwell fight scene. It's and not the that shower good. scene. It's just born and other stuff. Like you have a yeah. lot of breaks it's, in the it's action. Just born. And he gets poisoned and has to go defibrillate yeah, like, himself. Yeah, but that's he doesn't even do it. But what I'm saying is Vesper it's not just it. 45 minutes of poker. It's it's basically 45 minutes it's not of poker. Based at all. all, it's, right, it's, all right, I, I want to jump no, in. No, hold on. No, I'm not <laughs> done. He's fired up. Let him go. But the biggest problem that I have with this film is mm-hmm. if you're going to have a fake black and white scene at the beginning of the film. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that was dumb. actually just don't make it black and white or use black and white film to do it. Don't just post convert it. Two thousand. It's extremely grainy, grainy looking, and like, yeah, it was so terrible, and I was so mad when I watched it. I well, did like that. What happens in that scene? Oh, it's fine. Like with with yeah, like yeah. the 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 way the guy's like, well, you're not a double O, lol. And he sits down, <laughs> and like, so what happens in the scene? It's I good. Like. Yeah, but yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I don't, oh, I, the, I'm not in love with the uh, the, the, the post converted. Yeah, the post converted black and white was just absolutely terrible. It was a strange choice. Uh, well, also like, it's not like this is like. Bond in the 40s now are jumping to modern times. No. This is Bond from a couple of years ago. Why is it black and white? Don't know. We just did it. It's like, just a, it was I, I think a, they're trying to show the change between like he's not a double O before he is after. Uh, but no, it doesn't I think work. that was just a really poor a creative decision. choice that happened in the mid 2000s because sure, yeah. people had no idea how to make films back then. And in, in, all, in all honesty, <laughs> wow, just wholesale, the, the industry's the dead. Return of the king <laughs> with like a word. Yeah. That was 2003, sir. No, 2000. Four. Four. 2003. So, 2003. 2003. But still yeah. the mid 2000s. Still, yeah. No, that is before the mid 2000s. I feel like, Get out of here. I feel like you're, you're, you're onto something, though, in that there was a, a, a moment in like the early to mid 2000s, like when Swordfish came out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's just a lot do, of, do whatever you feel like. Just like weird color grading it choices. Just, just there's there's a lot aviator. of. Aviator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 A lot of that. It's just yeah. like computer computers ruined a lot of things. Yeah. in the early 2000s because people a lot of like local creatives, Luddite, Andrew over here <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a lot a of t-shirt design waiting to have a lot of creators ruined that they could just do whatever because yeah. oh we have the power of computers now no no you can't stop it just they knew that they could the but they didn't stop yeah. to ask if we should uh, <laughs> but I, I also had a problem with basically like I understand that most stories are supposed to be in three arcs right like you have the beginning middle and end yeah yeah uh, this was just three like mini films just all together uh, so you have like the first one where he, you know, he stops the the plane bombing. Oh, yeah. Then you have the poker thing, and then you have just like this, oh, this really long, drawn out thing in Venice mm-hmm. that just just does not end, and it's so boring. It does end though. It, it's, it's so boring. All right, I'm gonna jump in now. Please do, because I'm starting <laughs> to sweat. Well, hold on, hold on. You're not gonna like some of this. That's fine. You're gonna like some. I, I you're will gonna like, like. You're some gonna of like this. some of this. Yeah, this is gonna go both ways here. <laughs> All branch to the both of you. Okay. Yeah, animals. So, I like the poker scenes. Yeah. I have not actually paid attention to poker in quite some time, but I used to play a lot of poker. Yeah. And, yeah, I really enjoy the way they present it and how it's done, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I don't need 45 minutes of poker in a Bond film. There it is. I I do agree that if... If there's one thing I think is a completely valid complaint, like I could see anybody complaining about, it, it is there's a lot of it. It's like, a lot. Well, it does go it, on for a, it a while. It feels like because we don't have, so this is kind of a complaint that I have with certain Bond films in general, Yeah. where whenever it's not a state versus state scenario, so it's not China, Russia, the Soviet Union, yeah. whatever, 
the stakes never feel quite the same. Like high and, enough? Yeah, and the stakes yeah. in this feel like almost, so low. Almost like, non-existent. We're like, well, if we give him the hundred million, then we funded terrorists. Like, guys, he's sitting across the table from you. Just pick him up. You are the CIA and MI6. Yeah. yeah. You know who he is. But they need He's the money in hand. Sitting well, I there. Think too, they needed his information on the network. They did. And, that well, stuff. and so that's what they want. Yeah. But yeah. like at the end of the day, you could have just prevented the funding by just well, and grabbing honestly, it. Honestly, yeah. I've never read the Ian Fleming book, Casino Royale. Oh, yeah, I no. don't know how maybe this is like fairly accurate a- an to what the book did. Not, yeah. I, I don't know if it like if they they went away from it and said put more poker in there <laughs> or if well, the Ian Fleming book it was, was just Bacharach. nothing but poker, it's, it's, it's it was just Bacharach. the Kylo meme right. of him just more, more, more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. more. <laughs> but like yeah. I don't know, this film picks up a lot of the bad things because we move very hard away from kind of like what I like about Bond, where it's serious but it's fun and kind yeah. of campy, mm-hmm. and they went very hard it's on overly serious. The kids love Born. We need to do more Born, and that that's the thing. I have no problem with the Born films, mm-hmm. but those are their own thing. And again, this was very much a, a dated mm-hmm. 2006 film where they're like, "Hey, Born's popular." Yeah, we like, should I don't, make James Bond Born. Yeah, I don't need that in a Bond film. And then we also kind of get Return of the King where it's like, oh, this is where the movie ends. No. This is where the movie... No. Now, the problem with that <laughs> is complaint, this where though, the movie... No. Again, is that that's almost every Bond movie. Every Bond movie has like an extra beat at the end. Like for The yeah. Russia with Love. Like all of this them one have, have ah! like three beats at the end. Yeah, no, I mean, Skyfall does not have this problem. No, it doesn't. It no. doesn't. No, not it really. doesn't. Yeah, Skyfall yeah. does not have this problem. And, and but we'll, there, we'll get into Skyfall. No, We're not there no yet. No Time to Die doesn't have this problem. Oh, wow. It absolutely does, but we'll get to that maybe some other day. <laughs> one, one other day. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely does. But yeah, I, No Time to Die has a lot of other problems, though, that are it does. more important yeah. than that. Yeah. It, it's also, I'm not going to lie, this is different. This is a different complaint from the movie, really. It's yeah. weird to go back and watch Daniel Craig as Bond and just be like, Benoit, is that you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Because, like, for the longest time, like, Bond was his, you know, his iconic role. And it's kind of moved away. At least for me, it's moved away from that. So it's kind of weird to see him doing these these parts. Yeah. Uh, But that's not really a complaint about the movie itself. Or even a a positive, right? I think so. some good things here. Again, I do think they they handle poker well for what it is. Yeah. We just don't need quite that much. I think a lot of the initial setup... It's pretty good, kind of like introducing him as, oh, well, you're not, you're not a double O. You don't have a license to kill. And there's like, well, actually, you're my first. Bop. Yeah. Or you're my second. second or yeah. second. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 But of course, obviously, when they did the black and white, I like, I was like, I'm going to let this roll. It's but I'm kind of sitting cringe. here being like, did I rent the wrong film? Or like, <laughs> did I choose a bad option? Is my TV going wrong? <laughs> and I, I think the there? black and white version, is that a thing? Yeah. I like, yeah. I like midway through the black and white sequence is like, no, I remember when they did this and being in theaters going like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, it's, it is a creative choice that just doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like, it, like, even at the time, I remember, you know, watching it in the theaters. I'm like, what is this? It's one of those things that I always forget that they do it until I watch the movie and I go, oh, yeah, they did this black and white thing at the front. <laughs> and then, like, I watch the movie and reason. I forget about it. And then the next time I watch it, I go, oh, yeah, they did that black and white thing at the front. <laughs> yeah, It's always a, like... It it really mars what otherwise would be a really good opening cold scene, open, yeah. if you will. Like mm-hmm. because again, the dynamic of like this guy just like talking James down like he's nobody. And yeah. then, you know, that that whole like 
progression to now I'm a double O is, is really good. But yeah, the black and white doesn't make sense. Well, um, yeah, because especially like I like at the end there, right before the the credits roll is him, um, uh, you know, the the guy talking him down, like tries to pull the gun on him. And, you know, obviously yeah. he's removed the bullets and you're yeah. just like, ha. Uh, you're you're messed up now, man. <laughs> right, you have <laughs> doing my best up. not to curse. Which which <laughs> I always watch that sequence and just be like, really, you picked up a, a gun that has just no mag in it, and you're like, yeah, this is the weight of a gun that's fully loaded. Clearly, someone that does not someone shoot a gun very often. Doesn't shoot a gun right? very yeah. often yeah. because that, there's a huge difference. <laughs> yeah. All right, I got a couple of more Bond facts for you. Oh boy. Uh, so Daniel Craig lost his two front teeth while filming a fight scene. Oh in my Prague. gosh. Yeah. They took they two took, front teeth, took them out. They took the born stuff seriously. Yes, yeah, they did. Uh, so the first action scene was this is the first thing they shot. The first action scene they shot. And just punched his teeth yeah, out. Teeth right out. Uh, and he, uh, his dentist had to be flown from, uh, to fly from London to replace them to Prague. Wow. Yeah. Eesh. First action scene, right out of the gate. As your bond. Bow. Great, Both great my stunt, front teeth. Great yeah. stunt work. Uh, the other fun little thing here is the Daniel Craig's now iconic scene where he rises out of the sea oh, yeah. in a pair of Speedos, which my wife claps to every time. <laughs> Just collapse every time. Uh, many of the crew are just out of camera frame, fending off paparazzi in boats. So they are in boats, <laughs> fending off paparazzi boats. That's right. So that it's just a narrow view where you can't see just out of frame people. That's awesome. Swatting at paparazzi <laughs> to keep them out of the shot. That's actually incredible. Yeah, I thought that was pretty fun. Um, yeah, I fully concede that this as a movie, feels less like a Bond movie and more like a Bourne movie. However, and, I and enjoy that it. that doesn't bother me. Because, right. I mean, like, we've had other Bond films that I love, like License to Kill right. from Timothy Dalton. That is not a Bond film. Sure. It's just an action film mm. that has James Bond in it. For me, I like this movie better than I like most of the Bourne films, it, probably any of them, because the Bourne films, it's always the cinematography that gets me. Like the shaky See, cam, oh, shaky the, cam the, the thing is, me. I really like the Bourne films. I like the concept of the Bourne films. for the shaky cam. Yeah, the shaky cam. The shaky like, cam like, kills if, it for If me. they could release yeah. like, like the studio cut motion stabilized version, I'd yeah. be all about that because I actually really enjoy those films. Yeah. I just don't want... Because Matt Damon's awesome. Well, I just, the Matt concept, Damon. the concept is great and... Like, the actual fights yeah. are really good, though. Yeah. This is not a review of those. No. This is a review of Casino Royale, but, where we don't really have a ton of fights. We Like, honestly, most of this you film... You only get, like, two. Most of this yeah. film is spent sitting in a chair. He sits in a chair to play poker. He does he a lot of running He sits in a chair to be movie. tortured. He sits in the car to wreck it. Now, the, the torture scene is amazing. Brutal. Yeah. Wow. I mean, like, Brutal. Like, it's great. In a very bad way. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah. And like, a, what a terrible form of torture that I didn't know existed before this movie. Yeah. And I remember in, in theater being like, oh, no. Yeah, well, as soon as they cut out the bottom of the chair, it's like, no, 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 no. Well, I was like, <laughs> okay, not that's, that's not good. And then you're like, he's naked. What's that mean? And then you see the rope and you're like, oh. <laughs> and then they, I, I thought they were going to like cut away. And so yeah. they, they, they don't show anything happening. No, of course but they, not. they don't pull the punches in that scene. No. Uh -uh. Well, then um, also him like leaning into the, oh yeah, I got an itch. That's right. A little more to the right. <laughs> so another, right before that scene where the car flips, flips yeah. or whatever, uh, the car barrel stunt by the Aston Martin DBS, it broke the world record for the most barrel rolls assisted by a cannon. So basically, <laughs> yeah, which it, I don't know if you know, it's a cannon that's basically in the passenger seat. Yeah, it, it fires it, 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 it yeah. throws itself up. Um, 
But the the original racing specifications for the DBS were such that a standard ramp was not sufficient. It would not flip it. It over. won't flip it. Yeah, it wouldn't flip it. So they were like, we too well bring centered. In this special cannon. <laughs> Uh, to flip it over and uh, it allowed it to whatever, you know, and that was as of 2006. There may have been like a yeah. car rollover scene since then. Uh, the Probably other, something from Michael Bay. Who knows? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, and the, the other thing is uh, in that one afternoon of shooting, just getting that done, three Aston Martin uh, cars valued at $300,000 each were destroyed. Oh, my gosh. one sequence. So oh. one sequence, three cars, $300,000 each. a million dollars just out That's the door. Just, Toast, right? That's just the other crazy over. thing about all Bond films. He drives a really nice car. Yeah, we're going to wreck it in what? three takes. Like, guys, <laughs> yeah. hold on. Calm down. This is a $100,000 well, car. Now, I, I did like him getting the DB5, Aston Martin, yeah. like how he acquired like, it. Like uh, uh, in the, the in game. The, yeah, in the game, yeah. yeah. Kind of showing yeah. the guy up. The other thing that always like blows my mind about those, like you're talking about, is like I having no knowledge of like how what it would take to flip a car that many times. I'm like, can you not just get a basic chassis and make like a mock-up of that car that you don't have to spend three hundred thousand dollars flip flipping whole car. the real car? <laughs> well, can you can imagine? You, not, like, you just have like, it or something. I mean, yeah, like paper mache on like a Chevy, yeah, and you like, flip it, and it's just paper mache everywhere. Just goes everywhere. Yeah. I mean, Martin Campbell is—he um, loves to do stuff practically when he right. can. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and he's a good, he's a great director. Especially for this movie, because it was 06, there's not a lot of CG. The only CG was like, there's some wire removal for like some shots it, and yeah, stuff. You know? Yeah, when they're on like the crane well, yeah. and, and it's, whatnot. It's also honestly a very subdued film in terms of like Bond things happening, mm. right? Like we don't really have, you know, the muah villain There's going not a lot of here. gadgets. It's yeah, not there's like, not a lot yeah. of there's no gadgets. rockets out of the head. There really aren't gadgets. The defibrillator barely counts. That's it's, it. It yeah. basically does. I wouldn't even care. It's just a defibrillator. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, <laughs> it's like, it ex- those things exist. They're real. But I, I do like Mads Mikkelsen anytime he's on screen. Oh, he's, oh, great. he's a yeah. great Especially villain. Yeah. Yeah. I like Fantastic. Jeffrey Wright as Felix, too. Mm-hmm. I, I like him. I like the... the he, doesn't well, get, and oh, he doesn't get a lot to work not with. But, but he gets in, in later films. Yeah, he yeah. shows up later, but yeah. just for this one in particular. But I, I did like the introduction here because he like, you know, he's like, I'm just going to go stab this guy. <laughs> and then he's like, hold on, brother. What if I, you know, finance you? What if like, I make you a deal? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. We're not hurting for money, you know? And I was like, oh, that's pretty fun. <laughs> the British government's like, hold on, how many millions? And America's like, here. <laughs> get back yeah. in, boys. Here's our credit card. Right, have fun. Um, yeah, I, I think the action for me and the performances carry it every time. I, they do. I, I really like this movie, um, and I've seen it a lot of times. Now, and I'll, I'll definitely say this, like the, the shower scene where um, Vesper's, mm-hmm. you know, just breaking down from this past fight of like kind of realizing mm-hmm. like the type of like, yeah. world that she is kind of like in yeah. uh, is fantastic. Like it's a great, yeah. great yeah. scene. Now, if, if nothing else, the, the actual relationship between them it's good. and- and the emotional experiences that they go through that kind of bring them together makes sense more so than basically any other Bond film done. That right. I've seen. Ooh, I wouldn't go that far, but it's, well, it's so up there. It's yeah, for me, up there. it's good. For me, like it's the shower scene, but then also that gut wrenching scene in the elevator at the end where she kills herself. Yeah, where she locks herself and in. And yeah. you're just like, oh, that gets me every time. And the thing that, that this movie for me does that hurts future Daniel Craig Bonds is like, I don't buy his relationship in uh, Spectre and, or No Time to Die really? at all compared to this. Like, those are pitiful. It's like, fine, but like, at no point am I bought into their relationship. Mm-hmm. And there's so many plot holes in the last one that, like, just, I'm not, whatever. That's not what we're here for. I know. It's yeah. not what we're here for. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, when I get to those movies, 
I'm always waiting for something to hit me like the James Vesper relationship, and it mm-hmm. never does. And so it's like unfortunate because y'all came out of the gate with this. And this to me is a better analog for a Teresa Bond story of like the girl that like I had and got away kind of type yeah. thing. So mm-hmm. that now I'm a womanizer, you know, like yeah, yeah, it yeah. kind of lends that. So when they tried to do it again in those last two Craig movies, I'm just like, this doesn't. This isn't as good as Vesper. So, well, well, ultimately, like, it doesn't. It's the problem yeah. of bringing Bond into the modern era. And right. How do you how do you create a, a meaningful relationship with someone who's not supposed to have meaningful relationships? Yeah. And, well, and and that that shower scene specifically is like in any other Bond before this, that would have been the first like sex scene or the you know, not sex, scene, <laughs> but like the first like he they hook up. He, yeah. Con- Connery would have reached in that shower, pulled her out, slapped her out, and thrown her on the bed. Right. Uh, and it yeah. would have been. So I bad. know it's true. It's true. <laughs> right. You know that's why you groan is because you could see it happening. It <laughs> yeah. So like to me, that was a huge turning point, not just for the franchise, but like you say, bring it into the modern age of like after someone dies, this is not like okay, now it's time for hanky panky. Let's yeah. get it on. Let's this is like let's on. decompress from like I just watched a murder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Full PTSD. All right. Anybody have anything else to say about Casino Royale before I got we nothing. move yeah, it's, on? It's I, so obviously Ryan thinks it's a. Phenomenal film. I really do enjoy it. Yeah. I think it is and mediocre at best. Andrew thinks it's mediocre at best, okay. and I'm somewhere in the middle of that. Cool. There are segment parts of it that I really like, and there are other parts where I'm just kind of like, eh, this could have come together a little better. Yeah. This may be the finale of our 007 double headers, but do you know what? has never seen and never will see a finale. The great content that we keep putting out on spoilersintendedpodcast.com. <laughs> after we die, it's going to keep going? Like, posthumously? Will, a- AI will take yeah, over. Yeah, I was going to say, we're going oh, yeah. to get chat GP, GTP, GPT. G- what, G- GPT. take another run at it? <laughs> we're not going to let Bard do it, that's for sure. Is Andrew already been replaced by chat GPT? <laughs> <laughs> but you should check out spoilersintendedpodcast.com yes. for all our previous episodes, including mm-hmm. all of our other 007 doubleheaders yeah as well as many other fun and interesting things no born films yet yet we'll see it'll happen eventually I, I could sure. have said that and there might already be one in there I don't know we'll find out <laughs> no there's not <laughs> someone in the future could be listening to this though after yeah. the AI has already taken over yeah. and they've reviewed all the porn films <laughs> we also have links to things like our discord our socials and our patreon and, you know, if you are unfamiliar with Discord or you haven't been on ours, which you should be, yeah. uh, we love to talk about all things that not are not necessarily about the podcast. We love to talk about, you know, what we're hobbying this week, you know, what, what board mm-hmm. games we're playing, uh, what music we're listening to. Vinja games. Yeah I, yeah, I throw playlists and stuff all the time in there of, like, I was listening to Minecraft music the other night. It was fun. I'll take your word for it on that one. Uh, and if you're an old person like me and you're like, what's a Discord? I'm scared of the children and what they do on the internet. Don't All worry. The youth. It's like ICQ, but with groups. It's great. M- Get in there. You mean MIRC? MIRC. Well, okay. Merc. 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 Uh, yeah, and also. God, we're old. <laughs> yes. <laughs> As the cobwebs fall AIM? off this podcast. <laughs> Oh, aim. Oh. <laughs> uh, also, yeah, speaking of interacting online, we have social media. We obviously have Facebook and Instagram and also nothing else. Just Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. We don't have a Twitter. Get on there and uh, like us, follow us, share anything you see. We Comment. post. Yeah, we post uh, once a week. We'll post what we're covering on next week's episode and where you can watch it so you can like watch along with us and like, you know, 
be involved if it's something you've already seen or something you haven't seen yet. Yeah, or it will remind you, hey, man, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Yeah, yeah. I so need check to it refresh. Or, or it may be, well, after I listen to the first part of the episode and decide if I should watch it, I yeah. know where to find it. Yep. Let's move on to Skyfall. I'm going to start things off with a quick summary. James Bond's loyalty to M. To, James Bond's loyalty to M. Let me try that again. <laughs> is tested when her past comes back to haunt her. When MI6 comes under attack, 007 must track down and destroy the threat, no matter how personal the cost. This movie was released in 2012, so six years after Casino Royale. Yep. Directed by Sam Mendes who directed 1917, yes. which we have an episode on that. If yes, go check it out. Shameless show. Very good movie. Uh, Jarhead, American Beauty. So he, he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah. Honestly, he's got a lot of good credits. He also yeah. did Spectre, but we're not going to talk about that. Well, it's like, I, you know, yeah. I yeah. Wanna, <laughs> I don't want to bring that one up. Uh, starring, obviously, Daniel Craig. You got Javier Bardem in this one. Uh, Dame Judi Dench. Naomi Harris. Ralph uh, Fiennes. I always want to say Fiennes. I always want to call him Fiennes. Is it Fiennes? I think it's Fiennes. I think it's Fiennes. Look, it's Mr. Voldemort himself, okay? Yeah. yeah. You know who I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, ben Wishaw and uh, Berenice Marlowe. So what did you, Andrew, think of Skyfall? Oh, so we're starting with me now. I'm going right to I you. Think bold. Kind of, bold. I, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I actually like this film quite a bit. I want to start high is why I'm going to Andrew first. Um, oh, well, interesting. Wow. So I think I think this film is, is really good in the mm-hmm. sense of there's a lot of really fun Bond moments in it. Yeah. Yeah. And you get some fantastic action sequences. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Phenomenal music. Good performances performances wow love it uh, yeah. from basically everyone on on the cast i think do a really good job especially mm-hmm. javier bardem and yeah. judy dench just just oh, powerhouses Bar- judy dench gets after it in this yeah movie. also if you want an unhinged villain bardem <gasps> just just yeah. put him oh, in there yeah. man he does crazy a little too well a little too well uh, yeah. however there's so many plot holes in this film oh my god uh, <laughs> that it, i mean you could you could just like punch through and you know don't even hit you drywall drive a train through yeah. drive a train yeah. through it yeah uh, no problem uh, quite literally so and get into it. What are the plot holes for you? Uh, so probably the biggest one is, and this was, again, the mid-2000s ruined a lot of film. This because, is 2012. Well, I know. <laughs> okay. But this is, a, this is a product of that. Oh, got it. Because got it. you have The Dark Knight that came out in 2008, and you have another film with a lot of plot holes, which we may get into at some point in the future. However, not right now. Yeah. Uh, this is a, Javier Bardem plays, um, you know, a disenfranchised um, MI6 agent yeah. that has a plan for literally everything and a contingency for literally everything that is completely unplannable from his end. And it's so well-timed. And it, yeah, everything, the car yeah. arrives at the right moment, the train hits at the right moment. The timing on it is what kills me. Yeah, there, there's just a lot of elements that happen, which in the sequence of the actual, like, shot, like, like the, the actual the events, scene yeah. is fantastic. And it, like, yeah. this is exactly what I want out of a Bond film. But the logic just doesn't meet up with a lot of it. Like, so he yeah. escapes from MI6, um, and then he basically is trying to go and uh, kill um, M, or, yeah, M. Mm-hmm in the, like, kind of the hearing or whatever. Yeah. So he knows this hearing is happening, and he, like, somehow times out a subway train to crash through, uh, you know, this old, you know, you know, storm drain kind of area, sewer, right, um, right when Bond is about to, you know, take him into custody. Like, there's just so, like, it's one of those yeah. things where in the scene, it is really cool. Yeah. But the second that you squint at it, even a little bit. I feel like, though, the... The the problem there is 
especially with the Craig Bonds, is that they are going for more realism. Yeah. And stylistically, it mm-hmm. looks more like a modern movie. If that had happened in a Roger Moore movie, you wouldn't bat an it, eye you, at yeah, it. Yeah, you're yeah, like, I mean, whatever. That's, so it's it's a weird, like, double standard they, they, that exists they set, almost. Well, well, they, they put the, the they pressure did. on themselves. Right. And they don't deliver, and it feels weird when that happens, right? If you have, like, weird, like, real yeah. sound effects in there, <laughs> yeah. you can get away with a lot. Before we enter the realm of, wow, this feels unrealistic, right? But see, like, for me, that stuff doesn't bother me about this movie. Well, like, it's there, I recognize it, but at no point does it slow down my enjoyment. Well, no, it doesn't slow down my enjoyment either. Like, mm-hmm. like I love, like, I really like this film because mm-hmm. there are some visceral action scenes in it yeah. that just feel exactly like how you want Bond to be. Well, especially the, again, the more modern, more realistic Bond. Mm-hmm. Like, the final fight... With like the helicopter, and oh else. yeah, just like wow, oh, yeah. like that really well choreographed. You feel that, yeah, blocked well, shot well. Sam Mendes really hits hard on oh, this yeah. film. And I watched like a lot of the behind the scenes on like how he shot like that last yeah. scene, and it's just nuts. Like they had that real helicopter there, and they had so <laughs> many issues with it being the actual because it puts being off a real helicopter, so much wind. Yeah, yeah. they was like, nope, we gotta down. have the real helicopter, and they're like, okay, and they're all screaming their lines over. Well, at each and other. that's the thing you have to have that kind of mm-hmm. like to have that realism. You have to it has to be practical. But then they do a lot of stuff that I didn't realize was on a set was like so like. Like the ice uh, scene yeah. where he goes under the water. All that was in Pinewood Studios. Yeah. All that was like, you know, that well, they're a not fake gonna ice. Like, go find a real no, ice. But it <laughs> looks, let's put, let's put it uh, looks so good. It looks here. so real. Yeah, yeah. It's like that doesn't feel like somebody made a set. It looks like they found a pond somewhere. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's because what they did, they used glass basically instead of ice and yeah. like shot it and like broke it. So it would break like how, how they wanted yeah, it to. Would. Yeah. But I, I was just impressed that like so much of it was on location, and then this other stuff was, and they made it look, you know, congeal and congruent yeah. like it was right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, so someone else go, because I've... Well, I want to give right. a quick shout-out to Ola Rapace, who is Numi Rapace's former husband, ex-husband, who he's the dude with the shaved head. They have the fight on the train at the front, and then oh, the Shanghai yeah, yeah, scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, great. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He kills him. Great... A- he, he, as an actor, does great stunts. Uh-huh. And like, when, the, when he was in the movie... I was like, I think that's Numi Rapace's husband. I think he's supposed to be like a really good stunt guy. And then yeah. watching, so like that first train scene where mm-hmm. Money Penny shoots James. Yeah. Which, fantastic scene. Yeah. Love it. I love Money Penny in this whole thing too. I love yeah, her. Great. Her whole introducing Naomi her Naomi Harris. Ages, yeah, yeah, Naomi Harris. Who but plays, everything about that sequence where M is just like, you're expendable. He's expendable. They're expendable. Take the shot. Take the shot. Like, geez. Well, and... Well, it does a lot to set up the whole point yeah, that Javier Bardem has. But the specifically that train scene mm-hmm. with like James and him both, this is a bit of a Bond fact. Bond fact? <laughs> no, it do it again. Punch it up. Bond fact. That's what I need. Yeah, they both argued to be the actors on top of there and not have stunt people oh, replace wow. them. So it's really Daniel Craig and him and they were wired in and they both had to get down at the right time. Oh, wow. Everything was them. That's awesome. And it said everyone on set was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> we're, we're about to kill Daniel Craig. Yeah, but they were like, <laughs> both of them argued to be yeah. on well, there that, because they were like, like, it sells the scene. It, 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 it has to sell be, the it scene. see our faces. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I mean, like the music for that entire sequence, like from him starting the, the entire film and then yeah. going all the way to basically the credit roll is yeah. a fantastic cold open. Yeah. Yeah. 
And speaking of the song oh. that Adele sang, this is a she Bond fact. It, kills it, made the uh, charts. Adele yep. was pregnant when she recorded the theme song. And in an interview with the BBC, she said her pregnancy hormones caused her voice to go deeper, hence why her singing tone in this song is so low. She also said that since then, she has never been able to recreate that low tone oh, because the yeah. hormones affected her. She's got to like get her. pregnant again. Yeah. Just have another <laughs> baby. Have another kid. And have a concert. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> this was but, all for this one I mean, song. But, I mean, seriously, like, she, that song is, like, chillingly good. Yeah, that is that is yeah. a very highly rated em- emphatically Bond a song. Bond yeah, song. It, it does feel so much like a James Bond Yeah. Theme song it just should. absolutely yeah. kills it. And it's, it's still on like regular playlists for me that, oh, yeah. that yeah. shows up. Um, in 50 years of James Bond movies, this is the only the second time in which Bond actually suffers a gunshot wound. The only other time was in Thunderball <laughs> during the uh, uh, Junkanoo chase. Man, because yeah, I think he Bond just gets shot just in the good. shoulder uh, yeah. in that one, yeah. But other than that, Bond never gets shot, which blew my mind because I was like, no, he had to have been shot. No, nope. but you no. think about it, you're like, he really it's all judo chops. Gets, it's yeah. all, yeah, like bullets are just missing him and he's yeah. fine. Yeah. I mean, he's got plot armor for days, so it's fine. Oh, sure, sure. <laughs> Steven, what did you think about Skyfall? Okay, well, let me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here initially yeah. on the Andrew train, the uh, London rush hour subway train that blasts through the wall that's empty. <laughs> uh, so I'd never noticed this before, but watching it this time, so when they do the initial escape sequence, right? You know, the virus infects yeah, yeah. and it opens all the doors and Bond runs to the cage and there's... Because he knows. The two guards are are knocked out, right? Yeah. So like, I get the idea of like the virus, you know, opens the doors, it ruins the, but the code. The the guard that they, was like... They still have guns. Yeah. Well, and, and there's he two was, of them. Like, so where the, the downed guard was that was close, like I'll say close to, the, mm. to the, the chamber. People could have heard it happening. Well, not even that. He was still like 30 feet away. He's he's like, and and he's a long ways away from the chamber. And then there's another guard on the other side of that door also downed. Yeah. And then the way he escapes the whole area is through a trap door that's in the room that has the chamber. So he runs like, he like books it 60 feet in one way to take out two (laughs) guards to then go back another 70 feet to get down this. Before Bond gets there. Yeah. Like, I don't mind the timing of that, but it's just one of those things where it's like in the confusion of stuff happening and doors opening and these guards being like, what's going on? You could have just, hot-footed it down this hole. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's one of those things, I've never noticed that before, but it just struck me, it's like, wait a minute, you have to go through those guys to get was, anywhere. I was the same way, like, I, I've seen the movie, you know, several times, and on this watching was the first time, I was like, now hold on. So they just, like, he walked across the room and just got both these guys, and, just and then the them? second guy well, watched the first guy go down and go, oh, and then <laughs> stood waiting for him to get in, and then the door was open to this hallway where people could have heard them yelling, and they were just, like, working on their laptop, sorry. <laughs> Well, so it is entirely possible that, you know, because he is such a a valuable asset mm-hmm. that they had, like, they basically had, you know, orders to not, not shoot to kill. Yeah. Granted, they could shoot him in the legs, but whatever. Uh, so I mean, I'll definitely say this, and then I'll let you finish. Uh, it did, like, this That's a very whole, Stephen this, move of you. <laughs> this whole sequence is, is, like <laughs> is silly until you get to the hearing shootout, which is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. Once yeah, once you get it's there, it's great. And then it, but then it also has that moment where, like, well, the shootout's over. He has to make his escape. Walk out door, perfectly on time car, gets in, drives away. It's like, there's no way you timed that, buddy. Well, in the, uh, again, this is, has nothing to do with him, but uh, Judy Dench's speech right before that. Oh, where she quotes like, Tennyson. Yeah, and yeah. you have yeah. the you have the the music happening. Like, oh, oh man. Well, I also love Finnis uh, interrupting the minister, who's just like railing on her. It's yeah, like, 
wouldn't this be more enlightening if we let the witness say something? Oh, that was good. Because especially <laughs> since they start the movie off as like adversaries yeah. to yeah. him. And then you get to that hearing and that's kind of like the first real turning point. You're like, oh. Where, oh, this guy might be, you know, legit or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just for whatever he says, like for uh, sake of mixing things up, can we hear from the witness? <laughs> yeah. like, Ooh. But like the whole shootout sequence where he jumps in as well, and the bond hits the two fire extinguishers, like that yeah. is great. All of the action sequences in this film are great. Yeah, uh, like even going back to the island where uh, Bardem shoots his girlfriend, yeah. sex slave, oh, yeah. yeah, whatever, the, the, the yeah, lady, her name, yeah, and then uh, you know. Bond basically throws the temper tantrum about the <laughs> waste of a good scotch and proceeds to just beat the crap out of everybody else and yeah. the, the the cavalry arrives, yeah. right? Like, all those sequences are great. Uh, the fight in the casino is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I enjoy that. I enjoy that setting. That's a neat, it's a yeah, neat the, little Yeah, the Komodo trip. dragon just, like, dragging some dragging dude, dude And the other yeah. Komodo dragon be like, oh, dinner's up, huh? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and I, but, I like the scene, like, right before that, too, with, with, with him and uh, Money Penny, the shaving scene. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, because, you know, at this point, you don't know who she is. Right. She's, you have yeah. an idea. She's, she but, just said her name's Eve yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So you do get some really good, like, will they, won't they, which is a good sexual tension and throughout like the whole film. I like that we avoid it happening. Yes, right? like, absolutely. It doesn't, it, it, like, she shoots him down, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that, that's kind of the whole conceit of Money Penny. Right. Yeah. That, well, that, you that's know, who girl, she is girl, as a character. You know, he never had. Yeah, so, just flirts. Fun Bond fact about that scene. Bond fact. Naomi Harris said on the Graham Norton show that because she would be using a real razor. She spent six weeks with a professional barber training for the razor sa- shaving scene, trying it on members of the crew along the way. So she was like practicing this razor on just <laughs> random like people before she had to do it on Daniel Craig in the scene. Hey, so Ryan, a, I needed to use a straight razor on you. <laughs> yeah, not happening. <laughs> I wouldn't trust myself with a straight razor around. Uh, ah! it's, not, it's not that hard. Oh, here he goes. Barbershop Steve. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I think the, for, for me, I, I agree. Like a lot of the action scenes, like the, the one in the they casino, hit. Like they the, hit yeah. really good. The climax. My, my favorite though is the, 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 um, Beijing scene with the, the lights. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And he's yeah. like stalking through there and you can't see, like, you, you, there's such you, you glare, don't really, like even as all the, the neon, yeah. Yeah. Even as the viewer, you don't really know exactly where Bond is in relation to him right, or if yeah. he can, you know, like, cause there's just so much going on. And Sam Mendes just has an eye for that. He does. And yeah. I think when they were scouting locations, they saw Beijing and they went there and they saw how the lights yeah. were, were all the neon. And he was like, I got an idea, you know. And that, that scene, though, when, like, he makes the noise and uh, Ola Rapace's character looks and it's like the reflection on the, the, the glass. Yeah. The thing glare. He, he's looking right at him, but he don't see him. And it's like, I don't know. The tension in that scene was cool. Yeah. Well, well then also just the actual fight with just the, the bright lights going as oh, they're yeah. fighting. Because it felt they're just like silhouetted, yeah, yeah. Like well, like watching you know a, a more recent film in uh, Shang Chi, yeah. Right, they yeah. did kind of the same thing, and watching that felt like, oh yeah, this is the fight from Skyfall, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, there there's a lot of good things in this film. You know, I think again, anytime you need an unhinged villain, Javier Bardem delivers. Oh, yeah, he, he no country for old men. Yeah, yeah. right. Just he yeah. just comes in hard, and it works too. I like the tension that's played in here where he's kind of the 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 got burned agent yeah who used mm-hmm. to work for him and, and now has is, a oh go ahead go ahead no i was gonna say i think this is just the the second time outside of alex trevelyan from goldeneye that the the spurned um agent has been the has villain. been the villain yeah. yeah 
I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that's it. Because, yeah. uh, I mean, Trevelyan wasn't really spurned per se. No, yeah. I mean, well, he just died in the line he of died. duty. Yeah, he just yeah. made his choice. But th- yeah. this is the first time we've seen an agent who, like, especially the whole, like, the dynamic that it introduces with, like, the, the cyanide capsule. Yeah. And that scene where it's like, do you see what it did to me? And, like, that idea of, like, Killing. I didn't, I didn't give up your secrets. <laughs> yeah. I was your your best boy. You know? Yeah. And, you, and you then you just me. left me then to die. you just left me, you know. And that, that scene where, you know, they, they leave that and mm-hmm. they, they're walking back through the little headquarters, the temporary headquarters yeah. for MI6. And she turns to him and just says immediately, I traded him for six different people during the tra- the Hong Kong transition. And he was already, like, playing outside the bounds of like, yep. what he should have been doing. Yeah. Just for clarity. Now let's move on. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, yeah. real, like... And the dynamic between Daniel Craig and M in this whole, or Bond and M rather, in this whole movie is just great because you always feel that kind of like, almost like disapproving mother relationship, Uh you know, Mm -hmm. with him. But this movie like dives into it like nothing we've ever seen. You know, Mm -hmm. in the Bond movies, he's never been this close to M. M has always just been handing out. Typically, M gives the instructions and then disappears for most of the film and then shows up at the end, right? So the the one thing that I like, which uh, because we, you know, we were just talking about Casino Royale, he breaks into her apartment um, for the first time. She's like, don't ever break into my apartment again. And then this time he shows back up in her her house or apartment or whatever. He just does whatever he wants. And, uh... And she's like, well, you're not sleeping here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Judy Dench has more screen time in this movie than uh, Desmond Ewan did as his 17 movies as Q. I, I would believe it. Yeah, yeah I her, would believe it. Her portrayal of M is now the most recurrent character in the franchise according to screen time. Yeah. So the amount of time. Yeah. Like on I mean, screen, she absolutely kills it. I've always loved well, her as M, but, but I mean, this, if like, you're gonna oh, bring in it. someone like Judy Dench and just be like, "Well, we just need you for five minutes," then why did you bring her in, right? Like, yeah, right. she can act. Yeah, yeah, and because I think when they made the transition transition from Brosnan to Daniel Craig. Craig, it was an interesting choice to bring her along too, because it's like that's your opportunity to reboot the whole cast, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Which not that they should have. I'm just saying, like that. It's interesting that when they were making the movie, they were like. No, no, no. We'll keep you keep know, her. We'll keep yeah. her. Keep Let her. This, well, let's keep going. You know, because then you have uh, then you have new uh, characters for for Q, which I really like him. He's yeah. he's a great actor. Ben Whishaw, yeah, yeah. And um, I, I like his role in the other film in the next three films yeah. as well, two films. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, he just he does a great job as that kind of like the new age yeah. gadget man. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and you know uh, Naomi Harris as Money Penny was great. Oh yeah, I thought. And then. You you obviously have the um, the traditional M come in with Venice at the uh, at the end of the film. At the end, yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I will say for me though the the highlight of this film is our final action sequence, right? Oh yeah, it's so, so good. Everything about the lead up to this too, I think, is great. Where we have you know him changing cars to something that doesn't have a tracker, so we're going back <laughs> to the classics. Yeah, we're going to Scotland, which. Honestly, it's really a setting we don't really get much of Bond in, that kind of setting. Yeah. Oh, man. And that that first shot whenever he's like, oh, welcome yeah. to Scotland. And it's just, he's just standing outside of the, mm-hmm. the DB5 with like the, the, the valley. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's it, so that's, pretty. That's where you feel that like, uh, you know, uh, Roger Deakins cinematography yeah. like, coming yeah. in. And you're like, okay. Yeah, yeah. He's that's got it. That's what's up. Yeah. yeah. But he's he's out here, you know, with the the classic jackets and stuff, you know, out in the country, the, the country home. Yep. Old, well, rustic. And the first time I saw this movie, like, mm-hmm. in theater, I, and they, they had the classic car, and I thought, oh, that's cool. It's kind of like a nod back. And then you realize later, oh, no, no. 
This, this is the car. Yeah. It has like the bulletproof thing in the back and the guns and the headlights. Yeah, it okay. Has, it has well, all it's the got the ejector seat. It's got the ejector like, seat. Yep. Yeah. That was a fun little nod. Yeah. It's like, what, you're going to eject me? It's like, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the, I love like the whole kind of like, I'll say Home Alone-esque. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, the shenanigans. Yeah, with the uh, like the shotgun shells uh, in the floorboards. In and the then lights. You, yeah, too. then you have the yeah. lights. Yeah, light setup is like shrapnel bombs. Yeah, and I, I like our uh, our groundskeeper oh, as well. Oh, he's great. He's a great character. Oh, I got you a Bond fact for that guy. Uh-oh. Bond fact. The role of Kincaid, <laughs> played by Albert Finney, was originally written with Sean Connery in mind. Uh. Uh, producers Barbara Broccoli <laughs> and Michael G. Wilson wanted Connery to come out of retirement and make a surprise cameo, but director Sam Mendes uh, said there was a definite discussion about it but I think that's problematic because to me it becomes too... It would just take you out of the movie. It would. Connery yeah. is Bond, and he's not going to come back as another character. It's, it's too like, on the nose. He's been there, so it was a very brief flirtation with that thought, but it was never going to happen because I thought it would distract. So it sounds like the producers were like... Smart call. We'll get Connery. And then Sam Mendes like, no, I don't... Yeah, yeah let's no. well, calm down a little bit. It would be cool, but it would also take away from everything that's being built up to at that point. I feel like the, the, the car... You know, throwback cameo yeah. is enough. Yeah. Is enough yeah. to go further and then have Connery there, and he comes out, nice car. Like, Get out of here! <laughs> Stop the film. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But Albert Finney as Kincaid, the mm -hmm. groundskeeper, was was great. And so uh, he's, my, a, he's a fun, sympathetic character. Yeah, yeah. my yeah. my favorite um, Kincaid moment was mm -hmm. well, outside of Welcome to Scotland. Yeah, yeah. Uh, was um, <laughs> whenever he gets introduced to M, and he's like Emma. Like, oh, like yeah. just immediate, yeah. like, just, no, like, no, no, like no hesitation. Just yeah. Just like, oh, M. okay, well, your name is Emma. Yeah. And then she just kind of accepts it to you. Like, I'm not going to correct yeah. this. Yeah. Well, because, you know, clearly he, you know, uh, you know, after a while, it's revealed that he doesn't know, like, what he doesn't any, any quite does. know. Yeah. 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 Well, well, they have the moment, too, where he's like, uh, sets up the bottles. Like, well, yeah. it's a hard shot. And he hits it. He's like, what was it you said you do? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I love too because right before that he chastises, don't let it pull to the right. It's like, I'll do my best. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also love they break it out and uh, I had to look this up because I was kind of like, is this what I think it is or not? But he pulled, oh, well, you know, all, we sold a lot of guns you know, yeah. from some guy in Idaho, you know, except your, your, your father's old hunting rifle and he pulls it out and they, they immediately break the breach like it's a double barrel shotgun or something. I was looking at that. I was like, "What are you?" It's like, <laughs> a, so it is, it is a breech loading, breech loading, fifty caliber. So it's it's a big game rifle. Okay, so, so it's like an elephant. This wow. is this is like you go to Africa and you hunt. You know the four most dangerous, yeah, prey kind of kind of gun. Yeah. So yeah, they pulled that out and I was like, "Is this really supposed to be a shotgun?" I don't Typical understand. British. So yeah, yeah, I started looking Scottish. it up and I was <laughs> well, like, "Man, like English, English, this kind of thing where you just like." eat this bullet. <laughs> Turn it, like, we're going to go, we're going to raid this little shack out in the middle of nowhere there's just some dude with a 50 cal. <laughs> yeah. Kapow! Yeah. The, um, the whole scene of whenever uh, Javier Bardem's character shows up and he is throwing like basically the incendiary grenades oh, yeah. into yeah. the, and like he's just follow, like the helicopter just following him with the light and then he just points over to the to the asteroid. He's like, "Uh-uh, that's out of here. Get that out." It's yeah. almost like the helicopter is his pet, and he's yeah. like leading it around and like pointing to what he wants done. Yeah, yeah. There, there's some just great action sequences in this film. Like, yeah. it's just phenomenally good. Yeah. yeah, it it's almost a little bit of a shame, right? Because I think there's a lot of good emotional payoffs, and there's some really good action sequences, and they're just held together by these thin little threads sometimes yeah. of plot. 
that yeah. if they had sh- if they had shored some of that up a little bit better, this would be a total like banger. Oh, yeah, of a like film. almost like a perfect film, yeah. kind yeah. of. And it it is definitely probably one of the highest rated bomb films. I think just period. I, it's quite high. I, I don't remember what it was, but it's so somewhere in the eight on on yeah. IMDb. Uh, Casino Royale is an eight point oh, and this is a seven point eight. Really? Oh, really? Yeah. I thought it was higher than well, that. Well, probably probably because of the um the the Joker um problem where, you know, like it's just a character a villain that just has a plan for literally everything. Oh yeah. yeah which that's is fair. that that's that was already like kind of a worn out thing already mm-hmm. by that point, because it's been four years since since Dark Knight. Right. But it was too I think too on the nose for the, for that kind of comparison. And I yeah. can forgive a lot of it because he was a former agent and, yeah, he, and he, he does have access to their entire system and their And he does know their yeah. protocol. Yeah, and, yeah, he knows you know. how they're going to behave. So it's like, just to the a degree, timing of it is always what gets yeah. me where it's, it's just too perfect. There's never a moment where he like scrambles to get a new car or something like that. There's just yeah. always a car pulls up for him and it's a little too on the nose. Even if they just had him like as he's exiting the hearing pull out his radio and, you know, radio, and then the guy's there in, like, 30 seconds. Yeah. I, I buy that way more than just the car's sure. just there, I you think know? that's more of a, a, a editing and plot convenience to keep things moving. It does, And yeah. not add another scene where but, he has to pull out a radio But it's just, they kind, of, they kind of perpetually stack these, and it happens really, like, quickly. One, one two, three, four, five, six, seven. Really like, from the breakout on. Yeah, like, like, like they just stack on each yeah. other really fast, and maybe if you would spread these out a little bit more, then it's fine. It's just, yeah. It's one of those things where it's just, like, this is just a little too much. A little, yeah, a little sequence. too much. For me, especially, the, the, like the car's pulling up, whatever, I'm fine with that. I, I could believe that he has a car waiting outside the front sure, door. Sure, yeah, so yeah. When yeah. he walks out, him, they yeah. pull up, you know. the It's the train one. <laughs> the train just, I'm like, yeah. maybe if they could have, have had a line where he's like using the computers, he's like, hold that train back. I got something planned yeah. for it. Or anything just, to set up the idea that line of because dialogue. of his hacking skills, he can reroute trains yeah, yeah. whenever he wants or something, or that he waited to be spotted by Craig instead, or by Bond. It's just, yeah. it's just so convenient that it's like, just when I'm climbing up this ladder, I stop and I pull out my Nokia phone and I hit the button <laughs> and it like blows it up and it's coming right down on you. you know? Yeah. It's kind of weird. So we haven't actually talked about the score by Thomas Newman. Yeah. Which I think, so like Hans Zimmer did, uh, did No Time to Die and mm-hmm. I thought that was a good one. I mm-hmm. think this is like pretty much the quintessential Bond soundtrack. It's very good. It's really good. Yeah. Um, the especially for me when they go to Scotland and they're they're back at like Skyfall. Yeah, that whole like arrangement, the, mm-hmm. the music they play during that that scene when they're first in Scotland yep. and then when they're going around the house and stuff. That that's like some of the stuff that stands out the most to me because a lot of it is very good. Yeah, but it it feels more like a Bond score. It feels like it the, does. The action's good, but. The, when you get into those kind of levels and those moments, it's where it kind of like elevates itself beyond just like an action movie score or just like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know. Th- those are the tracks that stood out to me. What about you? What are some of your favorites? Um, I think honestly, the first one for the cold open um, oh, yeah, that's is basically just like, cause mm-hmm. you get kind of like the, the hustle and bustle mm-hmm. um, kind of like punching score. And then once you get into the action and he's like on the train and Naomi or uh, Money Penny is trying to chase them, yeah. you know, with mm-hmm. the um, Land Rover, I think is what it is. Yeah. I will you know, say, and I don't know, it, it may just be a modern film problem, but boy, product placement in these films hits me a lot harder than it does in older films. It's because you're just used to it from those. I guess, or but they're just like, it was a black beetle. Oh, yeah, I mean, or sure. Like, it's an Audi. Like, I mean, okay, right. nobody says you that. Know, well, and I think, too, part of it is that 
around 06 when Casino Royale happened and yeah. moving forward. Mm-hmm. Like Casino Royale, there's so many Vio laptops. And oh, so oh many they're, well, they're everywhere in, in Skyfall. Sony too. was a huge, obviously, yeah. uh, investor in the movie. So there's like all sorts of stuff. So I think what you're seeing is is more just like that's how Hollywood was paying for stuff. Right. I mean, it time. is. I think yeah. where it gets me, it's not in like the, he opens the laptop and you can tell it's, it's a Sony Vio. The words. It's literally when they just say it out loud in a way that no one else would say. Right. I mean, but here's the question. Has anyone, like, have you ever watched a film and mm-hmm. saw an advertisement and be like, you know what? I need to go buy a Sony Vio. No. Well, my, like, I don't understand why companies pay for because it's just they're they're getting it into the cultural conscience. You know, you just see it over and over again, right? We, we maybe we're just the only three people that have it. <laughs> yeah, Every other person yeah. that saw Skyfall is like, I need to go buy well, Sony well, Bio. I, I always <laughs> love like looking at the you know, the the recent Jurassic World movies or yeah. whatever, mm-hmm. and it's like all these monitors are Samsung and they're all displaying disasters. It's like, guys, you really? How much did you pay for this? Yeah. We display <laughs> like, disasters with higher contrast. Yeah. Than any other company. <laughs> <laughs> Check out our latest OLED display. It's curved. Look how the reds on this dangerous thing pop. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it can also uh, give away plot details, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Apple does not allow villains to use iPhones. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so if you see a character and they have an iPhone, you know they're safe. And if period. they're on an Android, they're a bad guy. They, they could be a bad guy. <laughs> well, you worst. don't know. They yeah. don't necessarily guaranteed, but there's a risk, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Sorry. I probably just have ruined uh, some suspense in films. I Lots don't know. Of films, yeah. Several yeah. people listen to this in their cars just yanked it off the road. No! no! I have an Android. Am I the bad <laughs> Am guy? I the bad I'm guy? the villain. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, is there anything else to talk about with Skyfall? Nope. I think it's great. So Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I think it's yeah, quite good. I, I, I would really put good. this higher than Casino Royale. 100%. I don't agree with I, IMDb. I would, I would, mm, so I would it, probably put them like, to me, IMDb has it backwards. It would be eight and seven point nine. It's not. It's not a around. big yeah. gap. It's just better. Right. Yeah. So I, I think it's a bigger um, gap. But so Skyfall and this Rotten Tomatoes doesn't really count, but it's ninety two percent. Yeah. On Rotten Tomatoes for Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Um, what, and, what's Casino Royale? Oh my gosh! You can't give one See, without the other. Come on! You open up a can down. of worms and dumped it all over. Hold on, our nice can of tomatoes. I already, oh, hey. I already have it pulled up. Hold on. Burr, 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 burr. Anyways, <laughs> while you're talking about that, Stephen. What did you think of Daniel Craig as Bond after watching these two movies? Uh, I mean, he's good. 94%. So 2, 2% more it's very close. than Skyfall. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's ba- basically so it tracks about like Yeah, it tracks, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, he's a good Bond. Yeah. I think where his Bond suffers is the modern push mm. of kind of the Bourne influence. And we move away. Like Skyfall, we get more of it with like him and M's interaction where he quips with her. Yeah. But we move away from one of my favorite elements of Bond, which is that he always has a witty comment. The con, yeah. yeah. Like, and you get a couple here and there. You, you get some. In, in Casino Royale, I like it when he's talking about their code names. He's like, and you're Stephanie Broadchest. And she's like, I am not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like fun because he just threw it in just like, really subtly. Yeah. Deadpan. Yeah. But there's not enough of that, really. Yeah. 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 yeah I think that to me, and you know, it's not his portrayal that's bad. I think he's done a pretty good job as Bond. Obviously, mm-hmm. he's. You know, threatened to not do it for years. I think. He's oh, he sick wanted of this it. to be his last one, and then he, he did. On for yeah, two more. <laughs> two more. Yeah, because yeah, he um at at the time of filming this, he said he hated being James Bond. Well, yeah. he, again, he lobbied so hard to do most of his stunts, yeah. and he said he hurt constantly throughout the whole movie. <laughs> well, yeah. And then he said he's getting too old. He was like forty five when this one was made. And he's yeah, like, I think I'm getting past the age of being able to to do this kind of stuff. The physically demanding. Tom side Cruise of, is like, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> And then he did two more, and it's like, okay, cool, whatever. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. What did, What did you think about uh, Daniel Craig as Bond, Andrew? I think he's a I think he's a great Bond for the mod, for a modern audience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do kind of agree that I miss a lot of like kind of the fun aspect of Bond because mm-hmm. like up until essentially like I'll say Tomorrow Never Dies, you don't like there's a lot of really fun lines and like kind of like funny things that happen that still are like really endearing to the franchise that Mm -hmm. you just don't get with these modern films. And that's, I definitely think that that's because of the darker, grittier, we have to make it as realistic. We have to be born. We have to be the dark Knight. you know, these kind of uh, ideas that, you know, this is what people want. And and it is, I mean, like these are very, all very successful films Mm -hmm. and I love them. I mean, like Skyfall is fantastic. Casino Royale is fine. (laughs) <laughs> and yeah, yeah, but you know, and you the have others these, exist. Yeah, well, Quantum of Solace, eh, uh, Spectre, eh, No Time to Die is fine. Yeah, uh, there, there's some good moments in it, some bad moments in it. The best but, part of that movie is the 15 minutes that Anna de Armas is in it. Uh, yes, agreed. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, the you know, I, I think he he's a good Bond, but yeah. just based on the track record, he really only has like I'll teach. Two really solid films I under mean, out of five. That's, that's so kind I feel of like better, that's, that's better than Brosnan. I was gonna say that's kind of the track record with most of most them. Of if them. we're being yeah, honest, they like, have a couple good. And they have then the a couple are, like, like yeah, Brosnan's like fair. you got the two really good ones, and you have some fair ones, yeah, and some bad ones, and then I would say Roger Moore, you got some good ones, some fair ones, some bad ones. I mean Timothy Dalton, both of his are great. I'm just gonna they're say both that. pretty good. Wow. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they're all right. That's I don't know if, great's a little far. But, but yeah, so thinking about kind of, it's not even the quips, right? It's some of just the the subtleties of uh, Bond as a comedic character. Yeah, like going back to Goldeneye, mm-hmm. he backs the tank over a car, looks back over his shoulder, adjusts his tie, and then goes for it. Right? It's <laughs> just that one extra beat in there. He yeah. didn't say anything witty. Yeah. It's yeah. just that extra step that adds in kind of the humor. Yeah. And again, it's it's the modern take. They just don't let that happen. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I like Daniel Craig as Bond and I feel like it is definitely, he he was the right man for this style of movie. 100%. Yes, his Bond absolutely. definitely is more serious, like you're saying, the grittier, grittier, darker, darker Bond. Grittier. <laughs> but he, he does have his own subtle way of throwing in little it's not really quips like the old bonds did but like just little offhand phrases and like the jabs that he goes back and forth with him a lot of times is fun yeah to see well, and then his he has like that wry smile that creeps in when mm-hmm. he does something every now mm-hmm. and then that well, works but it's it's like you said it's not like the the brosnan you know version where he like adjusts the tie or even when he has like an actual quip or something well yeah. and i think the reason why i think i like skyfall so much is that this film had a lot of of those kind of like fun little quips, especially when he's talking with Money Penny. Yeah, you get, and you when get he's good talking back with and forth. Yeah, you get yeah. some good back and forth, and it's like, oh well, you know, she's like, well, I'm going to take a desk job. Well, I feel much safer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. those kind of things are just like, <laughs> yeah. Well, and like when uh, when she's back and she's like, she says something to him in the hotel, and he says something the same line. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, I feel now I feel safer or whatever. Make sure you don't shoot me again. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> It's like there's just a lot of those that are very subtle. Yeah. But I feel mm-hmm. like if you're going for a, a more realistic bond. Then that's what it would it, be. It fits yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. And I do think that having those in there is part of what pushes Skyfall further for me. Thing like mm-hmm. Casino Royale. Yeah. Because it feels more Bond-like. It, it yeah, definitely, it, as it, a movie, feels more Bond-like because you have just more Bond elements. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. The, it's definitely the most Bond-Craig film. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I agree. out of all five, uh, No Time to Die was kind of close to it, but like yeah. Skyfall has pretty much every element that you want out of a Bond. I think the, like this is definitely one of those where like you could probably show it to basically anyone and it would be just a fun experience. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, is there anything else you would recommend to someone about these Bond movies? So who would you recommend either of these two? Mm, like, do you I think mean, you can skip Quantum of Solace and 100%. just watch these two? Yeah, I don't. I don't think you lose anything story wise. Well, so this it. one pretty much just like just starts from the get go, and it doesn't really reference anything back to like Vesper right. or anything. It is literally just a, a, a encapsulated. It's thing. very self contained. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. The only thing you're going to lose is the emotional attachment to Judy Dench as M. Yeah. If, a if you, bit. Haven't, you haven't had other movies with yeah. her in it. Yeah. yeah. So if this is like your first Bond film ever, you're right. going to be like, why do we care about what her? What are we doing? Yeah. Here? Yeah. 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 But but beyond that, like you're not going to lose much from it because like it's just James Bond. Like you have like all the elements here that really get you going for like the franchise. Yeah. I, I think for, for definitely the, the Daniel Craig movies, this is the one that encapsulates what a Bond film yeah. is for mm-hmm. his, his version of mm-hmm. it. Um, sweet. Okay. Well, I think that's all the time we got on this 007 doubleheader. Our final 007 doubleheader. Yeah. All the time we have on all 007 doubleheaders. Yeah. <laughs> and as we said before, for just $1 on our Patreon, you can get access to all of our bonus episodes, but specifically an episode where we rank definitively the Bond actors. And so it, who it played is, Bond best? We're going to put yeah. them in order. And he, it is out right now. You can go listen to it yeah. immediately after turning off this episode. For just, the low, low price of $1. Yep. And that gives you access to all of our other bonus content. And, you know, we release those at least once a month. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. Yeah. And if you can't spare the dollar, we get it. Times are tough out there. Yep. Just share it with a friend. Share the podcast with yeah. somebody you know. Leave a review. Yeah, leave us a review on any podcast service, apparently, Apple except for iTunes. Spotify. Yeah, I can't do it on Spotify, but iTunes would be nice. Um, or, you know, if that doesn't work out, just uh, tell your cat. Put I it mean, on someone's you can, car. I don't you know. can always review the I Spotify I keep telling my app. cat, but he's not listening. I don't know what to do. <laughs> he doesn't have opposable thumbs. He can't, he can't, can't navigate an iPhone. <laughs> All right, well, until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Andrew. And I'm Steven. And every spoiler was intended. <laughs> <laughs>